0: Tomorrow, at halftime of the Yukon men's basketball game against Xavier, Harrison Fitch, Honey Fitch, will be added to the Legends of the Huskies of Honor, as Honey Fitch is no longer with us, but... His son is Brooks Fitch, Harrison Fitch, Jr., and he joins me now to talk about the legacy of his father, who was the first black basketball player at the University of Connecticut, 1932, 33, and 34. Brooks, thank you so much for joining me this morning, and give a little background. Tell the folks what we should know about the legacy of your father.
1: Well, Wayne, first of all, thank you for the opportunity, and good morning to you and your listeners. Uh, my father really uh, was a true champion and leader. Uh when you look at the Huskies of Honor, uh it mentions those words, uh champions and leaders and you look at obviously the people that were there, they're champions on the court and off the court. And that's really what he was. Um, he came at a time 1932 when it was not a very good time for African Americans in general. Uh but he came prepared. Uh he came with a level of dignity Uh, a level of uh, uh, character, a level of strength and perseverance that was extraordinary. And then, of course, by the way, he had significant athletic ability. Uh, But he was prepared. Uh, His family, um, the community in New Haven really, really helped him to make sure that he was ready for what might come. And lo and behold, uh, what came was an outstanding experience
0: at UConn. And to make this clear, this is 15 years before Jackie Robinson broke baseball's color line. So he was blazing trails long before Jackie Robinson playing at Yukon 1932, 33, 34. It wasn't Yukon back then. It was Connecticut State College. It had 700 students. It wasn't just that he was the first black basketball player at Yukon, He was the only black on campus. What did he talk about what that experience was like?
1: Well, what he talked about was the fact that he was very pleased and surprised that the level of uh, embracing was extraordinary. Uh, The students there, all the white students really, really responded to him uh, on a daily basis uh, because of the way he carried himself. When you look at the uh, campus papers, you find out the words that they used was, you know, great sportsman, very congenial, uh, high level of dignity. Great to be around, so the response of the Yukon white students was very, very pleasant, so he talked about that a lot. Uh, then he talked about, of course, the fact that back you know january twenty seventh nineteen thirty four they had the racist incident, if you will, at the u s Coast Guard Academy, in which uh, the Coast Guard refused to let him play, and at that time, uh, his teammates. Uh, were irate. Um, Connie Donahue was the captain of the team at that time. Uh, Peter Kublikowski uh, was one of the members we've heard from his family members. Uh, They responded overwhelmingly to support him. They did not want to play, but the coaches uh, of the respective teams got together, and unfortunately, uh, they did not let him play.
0: And a factor in that was that many of the Coast Guard cadets were players from the South. After this long delay, before they began the game, they were talking about whether he should play, and eventually Coach John Heldman of UConn held him out and did not play him. UConn won the game 31-29, but Brooks, that was a pretty physical game. I think there was more than just basketball emotions going on there. <laughs> That's pretty well put, Wade. And uh, that
1: that was something that was public. In other words, just imagine what he, my father, endured—the uh, physicality of the basketball games. A uh, little bit, uh, they didn't have, uh, I'm sure, flagrant foul kinds of uh, incidents. It was all pretty flagrant, if you will, in many cases.
0: And indicative of how popular your dad, Honey Fitch, was on the UConn campus. The next day, the athletic directors issued a statement saying such an incident would never be repeated, but the incident did become national news. The student body, in a survey initiated by the aforementioned Connie Donahue, the UConn basketball captain, the student body voted overwhelmingly that Coach Heldman and the athletic director, Roy Geyer, should be fired And within two years, both left. To me, that's a tribute of how popular he was in the student body at Connecticut State College.
1: Oh, absolutely. It was not just, it was really showing what championships are all about. We talk about UConn having the most championships in basketball in the last 25 years. That really is significant. One of the first real championships, I think, took place in 1934. Because what happened was that team of UConn students, UConn teammates, came together And they really, really made it an issue that they they were not going to accept anything but making sure that these individuals were fired. They didn't ask for just accountability. They said, no, this is totally unacceptable. The alumni stepped forward. Uh, I think it was David Ahern, I think was his name, that penned a significant letter that said, basically, this game on Saturday should never have taken place. So, yes, they spurred a national outrage. They drew the attention to Congress. Uh, Congress talked about it, so this was an incident that happened to my father that was not unlike many other incidents that happened to other African Americans. This was made public number one number two the students at U- the white students at uconn rally and basically that was probably the first- r- social justice racism protest at a university in the United States, and this was led by the white students. So that was very, very, very extraordinary. And that's a testimony to my father, that's a testimony to the students at UConn and the UConn legacy as well.
0: I looked him up in the UConn media guide where they have got every former player listed. So you can look up Richard Hamilton and you'll see his year-by-year numbers and points and rebounds and assists and shooting percentage and all that. Well, your dad is listed in that, but only by name. No stats. So I did the best I could. In 1931-32, the varsity team was 3-11, and but he played on the freshman team. But in 32-33, under the aforementioned coach John Heldman, they went 4-12 and varsity. I don't know who Alumni is, but they beat Alumni, Uppsala, Worcester Tech, and URI. Their schedule back then included the usual New England opponents and some others like Rhode Island, UMass, BU, and the like. And then in his last year, 1934, varsity went 5-10. and They beat Alumni again, along with Clark that Coast Guard Academy game we talked about, New Hampshire and Norwich University. So despite those three years at Connecticut State College, now known as UConn, he didn't finish education there. Where did he go after UConn?
1: Uh, he went to AIC, uh, and he went to AIC, played basketball, football, and baseball as well. Uh, it was primarily a financial decision. Uh, he loved the UConn students. He loved the UConn atmosphere, but you know, circumstances being what they are, uh, he had to move on, and so he went to uh, American International College in Springfield, Massachusetts.
0: Harrison Fitch, Harrison Brooks Fitch, Jr., joining us this morning, going by the middle name Brooks, but curious how your dad got the nickname Honey. Where'd the Honey Fitch part come from? Well, <laughs> well there,
1: there are two two aspects to that. It was, uh, you know, some would say it was because he was so smooth. He had a calm demeanor. He was a great... his. His primary position was point guard, and he was perfect. He was good at really reading the situation, making the, the adaption, making the plays. So it was about his smoothness. His, his shot, his demeanor was very, very smooth, but he really did what he had to do as a player. Others say that, well, it was because he his, his shot was so sweet. <laughs> it's another way. So it was, it was his smoothness. It was uh, the sweetness of his shot and his demeanor. Uh, So it was just smooth as honey.
0: Great athlete out of Hill House in New Haven, came to UConn, both in high school and at UConn, or Connecticut State College back then. He played first base in baseball and in football, and you just mentioned point guard, as he was just a great player all around and a great person all around, voted the favorite athlete in the state of Connecticut in 1933 and was named best athlete on campus for a second time in 1934. Brooks, tell me what's happening tomorrow. You'll be speaking at halftime of tomorrow's game when they raise Dad's name to the Huskies of honor.
1: Well, what's happening tomorrow is uh, hopefully uh, I'll be able to hold it together uh, because we're obviously extremely, extremely proud of this monument, this legacy, uh, this impact of of uh, my father. Uh, and it's really a culmination of a very, very strong effort by UConn um, the Yukon team worked very very hard and diligently to make this happen so he will be uh inducted as a husky of honor uh there will be a I'm going to be speaking very briefly because time it's half time and we've got to resume the game to beat Xavier uh so uh it will be very I'll be very limited but nevertheless my remarks will focus on the fact that my father came to Yukon as a champ with a champion's heart Um, He joined the UConn team, meaning not just the basketball teams, but the campus of UConn, an atmosphere that really culminated in 1934. Uh, The performance then really was championship performance.
0: Brooks, who else from your family will be at the event tomorrow?
1: Well, it's going to be my wife, uh, son, daughter, um, two two cousins, uh, niece, um And a nephew will be in 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 residence tomorrow uh we're very pleased some of them came from as far away as South Carolina to be there uh We also are going to have several uh members of my father's team their their descendants um, Eileen Kuplickowski is going to be there with her family because they want to show respect to my father and to what they did back in nineteen thirty four So there'll be family members. There'll be some uh, members of the families of teammates of my father. Uh, There will be members from different fraternal groups to support as well. And then, of course, the UConn team. We're going to also highlight the fact that this was a collaborative effort. And what we're going to do is from the 19th to uh, tomorrow is very significant, but we have plans that we're going to announce them to do some things after February 19th on a collaborative basis to help students at the University of Connecticut.
0: Brooks, your dad died in 1984, but if he were around today, what do you think he would think or say about having his name or number? I'm not sure if he has a number. We'll find out about that tomorrow. But he's up there with the likes of Kemba Walker and Richard Hamilton and Emeka Okafor and Diana Taurasi and Maya Moore. What would he think about that? Well, he, he was a very humble person. But he would truly
1: be very, very proud and very, very honored to be in that very, very distinguished group of Huskies of Honor. Um, And he would also be obviously very reflective of what that really means in terms of not just his performance on and off the court, but the performance of the University of Connecticut to make that happen and to build that legacy together.
0: Brooks, when you were growing up, did your dad talk about that experience much and what it was like being the only black person, not just player, but black person on the UConn campus?
1: He didn't talk a lot about that, but he did say that he really enjoyed and was very pleased. Uh, He didn't talk about any of the negative things like the incidents that he went through. He talked about how it was important to maintain your focus and to know who you are and to stay focused on what you want to accomplish and the fact that you have the capacity to do it. So he talked about maintaining the strength, maintaining the discipline to keep moving forward. He used to always talk about it. Whatever happens, you keep pushing forward, and that's really the key. So he he referenced it and talked about it in that context.
0: Your dad went on to a long career in research with Monsanto, but he also watched UConn a long time ago, so he must have been a big fan of guys like Wes Bellasukni and Toby Kimball as well. Uh, Oh, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: He he was a fan of of the sports, uh, of the teams, of the character of the individuals that that he saw, uh, of the character of the individuals he experienced when he was on campus back in the 30s. So he was very, very proud of what he saw, and he was very, very proud of what he experienced. So absolutely, absolutely.
0: It's a great story and it comes to light tomorrow at halftime of the UConn Xavier men's basketball game when Honey Fitch gets raised to the Raptors and joins the Huskies of Honor at the University of Connecticut. This is his son, Brooks Fitch. I'll be interviewing him on the pregame show for tomorrow, which we begin at 1130. And then we will carry that ceremony live. But I encourage all people listening right now to read up on this story. It's an amazing story. And this is a time that has come for Harrison Honey Fitch to join the Huskies of Honor. Brooks, great stuff. Thank you very much. Thank you, Wayne, and uh, have a good day. We'll see you tomorrow. Brooks Fitch, our guest this morning on 14 WILI Willamette and 95.3 FM.